We got uh, win totals that we can talk about. Courtesy, let's see who just dropped. Everyone seems to be dropping their win totals right now. This is betonline.ag. Do you think now's a good time for me to drop some uh, win totals on Hawkeye's Wire? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I bet you get a lot of clicks. <laughs> you want to guess Oklahoma's real quick before we get to this uh, this story? Eight and a, they opened last year. Oklahoma opened at eight and a half. I didn't realize that it was that low last year. Yeah, and they if went, I was they went I, under. Yeah, I, I I will say this is why I don't gamble is because I would have probably lost the house betting on that. <laughs> you and me both, man. Um, but higher? How about this? Higher or lower than last year? What would be your guess? Eight and a half last year. Projected win totals from betonline.ag. I'll say that it is. I'm going to say it might just be the exact same number, but I'll say that it's it's higher. You are right. You win the elusive ham sandwich. They're, they're, they're basically saying Oklahoma's going to come back. Right. Nine and a half. Oh, man. And that's that's tough because they're, they're putting, putting the onus on you to say, are they going to be really pretty good, or are they going to be, eh, all can, right. Can I throw one more before we get to this Iowa story? Yeah. Oklahoma State opened last year at eight and a half as well. For 2023, they're over under six and a half. Yeah. Well, and their Big 12 championship odds from – FanDuel, and I know there's like a bazillion different books to talk about, but they they were in the bottom four, I want to say, from FanDuel to to win right. the league. So, And the other interesting thing from FanDuel, this has been a common thread, I would say, Plank. Right. The four newcomers, every single one was in the bottom six in terms of odds to win the league from FanDuel. So basically what FanDuel said was, yeah, we're not buying it with any of the new schools. I don't know if I'm buying it either. I'm intrigued. Don't know if I'm buying. All right, uh, 10.06. We'll hit more of that coming up in just a bit. If you're just getting out and about today, welcome into the Plank Show. Hour 2, as always, is brought to you by the crew over at Allison Insurance. Health, life, medical supplements. Health insurance, life insurance, medical supplements. Call them today, 405-745-2968. Allison Insurance. Helping you and your family for over 60 years. And, of course, your takes all day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Okay, I have a cut here. We're diving into the Alabama – well, the Alabama, Alabama baseball too, yeah. story, right? <laughs> but we're diving into the Iowa story. And if I play a cut from Scott Docterman, is that playing a cut of your rival? I mean, are we okay? Oh, no, that's my arch arch enemy. Is it? No, oh. go ahead. I, so I, I don't know, Scott. He does a good job, though. He writes and covers the Iowa Hawkeyes for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to start diving into this story is to simply ask a uh, the question of, okay, wh- where are we? What truly is the story? Because we're – I'm not going to lie, dude. I am one of those that needs a lot of things explained to me like I'm five years old. So at the core of this, yeah. 
you hear the story about the Alabama baseball coach. And what is everybody saying about the Alabama baseball coach? Well, the good news here is that it doesn't involve the players. And then, boom, all of a sudden this drops with Iowa and Iowa State. And it does involve the players. Well, we're dealing with uh, athletes in eight different sports, uh, totaling 41 in the state of Iowa, 15 at Iowa State, 26 at Iowa, uh, that bet at some point. Uh, So Iowa was notified last week, May 2nd, about some of these, uh, uh, the potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering and possible NCAA violations. And uh, so from there, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission has been involved. Law, law enforcement in, involved, uh, notified Iowa on the 3rd. Uh, the 4th, they received the list of the individual's names. The 5th, they banned those athletes from competition, including some baseball players. Their number one hitter, who had started every game, magically did not play in their series against Ohio State over the weekend, uh, and among a few other players. So, uh you know, overall, the University of Iowa received information on 111 individuals, 26 from baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling, and one full-time department employee who I can only imagine uh, will not be – if they're at will, they are at won't uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. And if they are contracted, uh, they'll probably be non-contracted in a minute. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, they're, they're getting – I mean, obviously they're getting fired. Uh, Keaton Anthony, by the way, the leading hitter that he was talking about from the Hawkeye baseball team, uh, sophomore, he's probably Iowa's best player. Uh, Jacob Henderson, couple of catchers, Ben uh, Tallman and Gary Christensen, those would be the other notable names right. from Hawkeye baseball. And then everybody else, we don't know. We just know that it's 26 student-athletes spanning, as, uh, as he mentioned, the uh, – a number of sports at Iowa, baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, wrestling, and then the full-time uh, employee, which is not a coach. There's been a lot of Brian Ferentz jokes. But <laughs> it's it's uh, unfortunately – Yeah, for any Iowa fans that may be listening, I, I hate to report to you, it is not Brian Ferentz that uh, is wrapped up in this thing. It's no, no coaches, but uh, a full-time staff member in some regard. The Iowa Office of Strategic Communication released a, a – a, Actually, the timeline that Scott Docterman was going over right there is from the release. Oh, gotcha. That the uh, Office of Strategic Communication put out. And there's a Board of Regents statement and a University of Iowa statement. So, yeah, it's it's a wide-ranging investigation right now. It's obviously, as he laid out, a criminal investigation to some point. So whatever that means, we're going to find out. But this is going to get nastier before it gets uh, better. So let's drill in a little deeper here. We're talking about the Iowa and the Iowa State situation, a state where mobile sports gambling is legal, and I think Iowa's got casinos. I think they can have sports wagering inside the casinos too. I'm not real certain about that. And I did get a little shook whenever he said the legal side of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder about shaving points. I, it, it, you know, I you'd have to go there and. Again, that's just speculation at this point. But uh, when you hear that there's a, a criminal side to it, yeah, I mean, how could you not feel that way? It's an NCAA rule that you can't gamble on games. It's not – I mean, it's not a criminal. It's not a, a criminal law. I mean, so that's what – when they said the 
authorities might be involved. You're like, oh, no. But maybe it's just a, you know, I, I'm trying to have a positive attitude due, due about that. Maybe it's a fallback. Kind of right. deal. Because here's the NCAA rule. Here's the NCAA rule. And it's it's very simple. I I am not an employee of Oklahoma, but I don't want to risk anything, so I kind of live my life by this too. But the NCAA rule is a very simple one. Athletes, coaches, and staff are prohibited from betting on amateur, collegiate, and professional sports in which the NCAA conducts a championship. So unless you're betting on high lie or something, you're or, or on WWE outcomes. Well, I guess they would even say we got wrestling. Right. I mean, just about any anything is basically anything what you saying. could think of. And a great example of this, you can't bet on an NFL game even if state laws would legally allow them if they aren't competing under NCAA rules. And here's the thing. I I I, I was listening to a podcast on the way in about this Ari Wasserman and Andy Staples and Scott Docterman. And Ari said, well, you know, here's what you should do is it should be endless amounts of training and understanding the rules. And when you break the rules, you're you're probably out. And my my immediate reaction was they're already doing that. I mean, I've never seen anything like the amount of training and education that student athletes and staff and administrators and coaches have to go through with compliance and just eligibility issues as far as this is concerned. Well, and you So they're doing that. 41 combined between Iowa and Iowa State and you would imagine Plank those 41 student athletes you're talking about the University of Oklahoma and absolutely com- compliance is involved sure. in, in the education side and you can't do this and it's a it's extensive the amount of education that goes into it right you would imagine in a state where you can gamble mm-hmm. at Iowa it's got to be three times as much education as even you get here right I, I would think it's even more extensive the uh, the do's and don'ts of this, which there's mostly all don'ts in this. And yet, I think what you've run into is you've got – it's easy access, right, because you live in a state where you can gamble, and you've got folks that just didn't understand that, yeah, they're going to they're gonna find you. They're going to catch you if you do this. I have a, I have a question. What? We have a radio show together. I don't know why I have to preface everything with I have a question. No, thank you. I, I have you a did. question, Josh. Um, should they just, the royal they, because I'm okay with it being outlawed. I, I really am for student athletes. But should it become a you can't bet on the sports that you play in? Should I mean, should it, with it becoming such a major part, I mean, my gosh, we got spokespeople for them. You've got the official presenters in the NFL. I BetMGM, the official sponsor of the Cowboys or whomever, you have all of these ties and these entities that make lots of money and are willing to spend lots of money. Um, I mean, is this an adjustment that college has to make in its rules? Maybe, but how about this scenario? I'm listening. I'm, uh, let's say, Keaton Anthony, who's star baseball player we talked about for the Hawkeyes. And I'm really good friends with the starting running back. Right. 
because we live in the athletics dorms, and all of a sudden you cough up the football a couple of times and the Hawkeyes lose a game that all of a sudden Keaton Anthony wagered a bunch of money on. Right. In, you know, basically in the name for the running back, right? So I just – I don't know. Maybe you, you take it to where you just can't bet on the University of Iowa, which, which that would seem to be a, a pretty obvious stipulation that you would put in. I guess what I'm saying is it gets messy if you have athletes bet on any sort of collegiate sports, if they know other athletes in collegiate sports. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's just so many different angles. I, two things jump out as well. I'd love to hear your guys' take on this. And, and I don't even really know – I don't even really know what the angle is for a state where it's not legal. I really don't. I mean, is this, do we have to step back and say it's inevitable, right? And it's inevitable that at some point in Oklahoma and Texas and beyond, we're going to have legalized wagering. Is it inevitable? Sports wagering, I should say. It feels like it. So is, is this then an NCAA issue to where they've got to adjust their rules? Is it an issue where you just have to accept that if you're a college athlete that you just can't? I'll tell you what, I was thinking, I've thought about this a lot at smaller schools, like where I went. And I guarantee you that I had friends of mine that would have worked up some sort of scheme to try to <laughs> cheat the system and find a way to where, hey, you know, fall down on coverage on this one. You know, and I don't know if we're to that point yet, Josh, where we have to go back and start looking at games and really diving in. I mean, the Brad Bohannon one is fascinating to me because, I mean, it, I, I can't help but wonder in that game where they won the money line bet over LSU 8-1, to where there's some things when that game got to 8-6 to that he started to do realizing that wager was out there. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean – and I don't know, by the way, Josh, how much money we're talking about these kids spending. Oh, it's probably not that much at all, but maybe for one or two, it's it's a lot. I don't. I mean, here was here was the verbiage, by the okay. way, of just the actual release from the Office of Strategic Communication. Okay, this is the timeline. This this is what this is from the University of right, Iowa. This is what Iowa sent out yesterday. Okay, May second. University of Iowa leadership was notified of potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering that also suggested possible NCAA violations. Okay, can I jump in here real quick? You may. Because someone said on from the 405, I think they stated that it's a state of Iowa law that doesn't allow college players to bet. That's not a law. What is a law, you can't gamble when you're under 21. So you can't – I don't think you can put those kinds of laws out there. You know, it's like, oh, you're going to go to jail or you're going to be fined or whatever if you're a college student that's only a student athlete and bet on games. I, I think it's it's got to be the under 21 or was there some sort of effect on the outcome? Sure. So, just to clarify, right, and, and maybe I didn't explain it well enough, there's no law that prohibits a student athlete from gambling. There's a law as far as age is concerned, and then maybe if they, if it affected a game. And we'll see where this goes. Again, potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering. Right. And that could just be 
covering all of our bases, or it could be mm-hmm. that law enforcement has legitimate reason to believe that, yeah, there's some fixing of games here yeah. by an athlete or two. So they, that's, and they that's did all say, they did say, they know of no evidence indicating match fixing or suspicious wavering. <laughs> wavering. Wagering activity on Iowa or Iowa State contests. Uh, so let me, let me pull back a little bit. Just, and I want you to keep reading this. They're not saying that there is something more than maybe these girl, men and women betting on a game. When they're not allowed to bet on games. But they're just double-checking. Or, or betting on a game to where there's like 12 to 15 to 18 to 30 other bets all across the country that suddenly make it seem like, boy, that seemed like, a, that seemed like an odd, massive wager made on the – Iowa baseball game from a sports book in Mississippi. So that's what I garner their say. No game fixing for now that they found evidence of. And also in that, um, nothing outside of just the fact that they bet. That's what I'm taking That as far as evidence they found so far. And to me, I mean, unfortunately for college athletes, I think probably it's just black and white. That yeah. if you're a college athlete – you can't gamble on college athletics. And, you know, then you would say, okay, well, why why can you not gamble on the NFL or the NBA? Well, really, and I guess this is true for some other folks too, but this is why staffers, I think, are under this same similar situation, Plank, to where, you know, they can't gamble either. Basically, you've got inside information that the rest sure. of the public doesn't have. If you know Keegan Murray, right, of the Sacramento Kings, and Keegan Murray's telling you, hey, here's six guys that aren't going to play tonight – You've got information that yeah. the betting public doesn't have. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue with the release that they had because that was May 2nd that we started. And I'm sorry. I'm, Josh is going to get through this all shut up. Uh, well, that, that was the important one I wanted to read. And then it just went to May 3rd, law enforcement notified the university and they would provide additional information the following day. May 4th, uh, the university released the list of individuals that alleged that were alleged to have participated in sports wagering and then um, the following day may 5th the university of iowa took the suspension uh, action and then uh, may 8th is well that was yesterday when the report came out from darren Ravel. this this number threw me a little bit so maybe you can better understand it and we'll grab a break and pick up your text on this iowa said it had received information about 111 individuals including 26 athletes. So, in other words, the university has math, 9 carry the 85 plus 26 equals 111. So, you have a quite large number of people that were students or at least attached to the university in some way. I mean, in fact, the school said the vast majority are students who are on staff Former athletes are those with no connection to the athletic department. Well, and that 85 number is curious, is it not? Yes. Why are they under investigation? I don't know. I mean, do you have any good explanation for that? I don't. I have no idea. It's like, wait, you got word of 85 non-athletes. Unless they're putting in bets for for student-athletes and staff members. I mean, that would be the only logical connection I could make unless – Students at the University of Iowa in general can't wager, which I don't know that that is the case to be true. The, the Now, uh, real quick, how is this different from the Alabama situation? Just as, as quickly as I can 
as I can possibly put it. There was suspicious wagering in the Alabama game. That was it. The Alabama-LSU game. What, what confuses me here, this just seems to be they're saying your guys are betting, not they're doing anything illegal. That's that's what it appears. Not breaking the you know the the law, even though the the law is involved here. I mean, if Bohannon, if it comes out that maybe he did some things that might be game fixing, well, then we got ourselves a scandal of a whole nother level, right? Oh, I mean, you, you got uh, federal investigation. By, by the way, the other person, I'm really mad at one of our texters. I'm really mad. I'm going to stop trusting anything you send. You know what I mean? And, and I have been trying to find the text. I might not ever read a text from this person again because we had that text on Friday that was like, oh, his phone was tapped. That wasn't true. You just went Twitter guy on us, made something up, and sent it in on the guy from Alabama. His phone wasn't tapped. The casino surveillance saw who the guy making the bet was texting. They literally Zoomed have that in. technology to zoom in and see on his phone. That's pretty amazing. Brr. All right, we're, we owe you a break. We're all in on the Iowa-Iowa State saga. Does this sound alarms for you? In other words, when you hear this, does it cause you, if you're kind of on the fence about you know, supporting sports wagering um, and, and thinking that, all right, this might be a good thing for our state, you know, more income and, and sponsorships, or does it scare you and does it push you the other direction? I'm going to give a take on both sides. I know okay. Josh feels the same way, too. We'll dive into it next right here on The Wrap. We've got our first potential NFL schedule leak some uh, 48 hours before the actual release of the schedule. I guess it would be more than that, 24, 48 plus. Is this NFL schedule week? Today is the 9th, right? Yeah. Yeah, May 11th. You really scared me for a moment. I was looking at the calendar. Yeah, May 11th. I just, uh, I guess – I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking it would be next month or something. Well, th- there's also the other side of it where Peter King had reported on Sunday night that he thought it might get pushed back. But here it's, is... It seems like they sh- maybe should consider that just because you just had the NFL draft. Right. Do you need the schedule release bunched right up next to it? But then I guess what? In June, we start mini camps. Is, is that right? Or OTAs? Yeah. Th- some are underway right now. Some, some teams are having their first rookie... Workout, if you will. NFL schedule rumor number one before we get back to the Iowa Pro. Donna Kelsey posted a Facebook comment stating the Chiefs will play the Eagles week two in Arrowhead. I thought that might be the season opener. I thought that might be the Thursday night. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would play that in week two. If I mean, why would you not just play it in week one? So there's this incredible NFL scheduling update Twitter feed. That, you know, there's some that just throw it out there, like that NFL RMRS site, just see something and throws it out. This at nerding on NFL Twitter feed will throw it out and then say, hey, here's why or why it might not happen. The Kansas City Royals play a home game at 1 o'clock on that Sunday, plus Arrowhead Stadium is hosting a Beyonce concert the night of the 18th. Yeah, well, both of those we can cancel, so. (laughs) So the best bet is that it might be a Sunday night game. Or isn't week two, didn't they put the Chiefs on the first ever Amazon game against the Chargers? They did. Maybe they do that again. 
Yeah, and I'm just and thinking Thursday game for the Royals. You didn't even really have to worry about attendance for that. <laughs> By the, they might not let Royal fans park in that parking lot. No, no, no. Listen, you guys park o- over there. Sorry, if you don't have Kansas City stuff, Kansas City Chiefs stuff on, you're not in. Uh, I, I'm going to play this just a couple times today because it is basically reading the um, the press release that's out there. But I also think it's the best ways we roll on the plank show to kind of lay out what's going on here. Um, here today, we've been talking a lot about the saga involving. Iowa. And that's been kind of the take of, of this hour, if you will. And the question was posed, you know, how, how do you feel about whether or not this, the legalized gambling and the way that we look at things in college sports now, not just football, we've learned college sports in general. Is it a situation that is a ticking time bomb? Or are we kind of hashing through the, listen, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. Are we kind of working through the the do's and don'ts of it? Now, the bad part of you're going to get caught is this. Someone's always going to try to beat the system. It's like, okay, we can't do it this way. Got in trouble that way. What about this way, that way, and trying to do it like that? Yeah, you, basically what you're saying is we're getting good at figuring out how to not get caught. Right. And so far, so bad. So here's the, the nuts and bolts of what we're dealing with right now with Iowa. What's with uh, athletes in eight different sports, uh, totaling 41 in the state of Iowa, 15 at Iowa State, 26 at Iowa, uh, that bet uh, at some point. Uh, so Iowa was notified last week, May 2nd, about some of these, uh, uh, the potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering and possible NCAA Whoa. violations. And uh, so from there, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission has been involved. Law, law enforcement involved, uh, notified Iowa on the 3rd. Uh, the 4th, they received the list of the individuals' names. The 5th, they banned those athletes from competition, including some baseball players. Their number one hitter, who had started every game, magically did not play in their series against Ohio State over the weekend, uh, and among a few other players. So, uh you know, overall, the University of Iowa received information on 111 individuals, 26 from baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling, and one full-time department employee who I can only imagine uh, will not be – if they're at will, they are at won't uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. And if they are contracted, uh, they'll probably be non-contracted in a minute. I don't – again, our confusion is – all right, why are they – why would I want to be getting information about non-athletes unless there's something deeper to this? Which everyone that's investigating it is saying, oh, we don't want. Let me a couple of tech. We got time real quick. Oh, we, we got, yeah, we got. We stayed on the clock last hour, so we earned some grace for this <laughs> that's hour. That's right, yeah, good point. Sometimes when I take a break on time, Josh will look at me, he's like, what are we, what are we doing right now? This uh, Two good ones from Santa John and Frisco Sooner. Now, and, and you guys know when I say this, I'm an olds like you, so it, it it's a bit of an olds take, and I appreciate Frisco writing. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm going to have to jump on my old man's soapbox on this one. The scholarship kids now have every advantage you could possibly ask for with NIL in, uh, arrangements, first-class nutrition, and the ability to go wherever and whenever they want with the portal yet they choose to break the one rule they have? In my opinion, whatever punishment they get, they deserve. 
I think that's a, a reasonable take, and, and a lot of people will agree with that. There's still – and I think part of that Frisco's point is countering where I asked, hey, do, does the NCAA need to step in and say, all right, this is another antiquated rule. You can gamble on – Stuff that you're not stuff involved that you're, in. Right, right, right. Or do you just say that's not going to be a part of your life? I, again, I don't know what I am actually allowed or not allowed to do. I, I, I don't. But – out of an abundance of caution, and because I love my job, <laughs> I love working and covering the University of Oklahoma, I think I would really enjoy sports wagering. I think if, uh, because I went whenever I was up in New York, and I got a, and I just looked at it. It's amazing, right? You get a username, you get a password. It's like, wow, all these things that you can bet on. It's crazy. It's limitless. But I don't want to be in a position where, I risk my job. I don't want to be, and then one apparent staffer. So I have decided that's just not going to be a part of my life. I can talk about it. I love talking about it. Um, I love watching the trends, but I've accepted that even though I don't necessarily know the rules, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I just want a big battle that Kansas game because I just – I. I don't want to risk it. It's part of my life that I can accept isn't going to be there. I was telling you whenever I went to St. Whenever I went to Wood River, why did I just say it instead of Wood River? When I went to Wood River, there's my my uh, I, it's my niece's husband. So does that make him my nephew-in-law? Is it is it anything? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Dude. Yeah, just Randy. Randy was. He's like I got first one to score here, Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, what? What? And literally just. Bang, bang, bang! During the whole game, right? First, and it's it's wild. I can't, I can't, and won't allow myself to do it. You can decide. You can make that decision as a student athlete or someone that works in collegiate athletics or coaches that I'm just. It's not going to be a part of my life. You have to, and that's like the only thing. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's black anymore. Anymore, it's it's the only thing they tell you. And I'm sure that a, a D1 athlete, there's a lot more. You still have a lot of time that is taken away from you. you got to balance school and everything. Oh, but you can't have a job. Yeah, well, you can go get an NIL deal. And I think even it's softened a bit on that job as long as you work with that job. It's just it's – there's a lot of things that have changed. I think I'm kind of with Frisco John. I don't think the NCAA has to change that rule. And I don't think administrators and ADs and presidents and coaches, I don't think they want them changing that rule either. No, no, because then you're just welcoming some some type of scandal. And, I, and probably you're going to have some of this regardless, but don't welcome it. Right. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll talk over-unders. We'll talk win totals. We'll talk spreads. We have Lee Sterling on. I love all that stuff. I just know that. I don't want to be a guy that risks anything with a job that I love. And I think a majority of people that either work in college athletics at, at any level, they feel that same way. They know that, oh, yeah, well, gambling's legal now in this state, but I ain't doing it. And if someone asks me for any information, it's like, I don't know anything anyway. You know, it's just that's the reality of it. And if you choose to work in this industry. I'm sorry, Judge. There's things you can't do. Um, if you choose – or if your life is, you know, as a big truck driver, if, if you drive a, a diesel all across the country, a big rig, 
You can't smoke weed. <laughs> you can't do that. It might be legal in places, but if they test you and you pop, you're fired. Yeah, you're done. And so you just have to choose. I'm sorry. Go ahead with what you were going to say. There's just choices you make. Well, and again, all of this just boils down to one simple fact that probably student athletes at Iowa and Iowa State, they got the lecture, but they didn't listen very closely to the lecture that you cannot compromise the integrity of the game because you're you're involved in it. And even if it's not men's basketball that you're wagering on, you've got, again, inside information to Caitlin Clark and Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall sure. that the general public does not have and it's big business and as soon as as soon as it gets to the point to where you've got more information and you can pass along information and you're involved in wagering and placing bets big business is going to come come firing back at you and it's as simple as that the integrity of the game cannot get compromised that was always the fear and this was inevitable yeah. and, and this is tip of the iceberg there will be more of there's going to be more of this before there's less of it santa john real quick i know we're late um it causes alarms for me. I worry it could kill college sports as we know it. And we could also see it trickle into professional sports. A non-athlete student could deliver a bag to an athlete to drop a pass or miss a shot. And see, that's the whole thing, though. It's They're not finding – and I hear what you're saying, Santa John. But they're not finding evidence of that. Yet. Yet. Quick break. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Hey, I, real quick, there's a lot of good texts that I want to get to on this. This uh, last night, Rin Baker, in the midst of the Bob Huggins situation, if you missed it, Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio station and was asked about Xavier, and he used the word Catholic F, um, a word that yeah, is, it- is, is a you know, derogatory term. and A gay it- slur. It looks like he's going to be fired. But last night, Ren Baker, let me see how this sounds, had this to say at the – they had a caravan. Oh, great. They had a caravan last night for the coach's caravan. Ren Baker shows up feeling good, looking good, and automatically has to answer questions about his coach. Uh, we put out the statement earlier tonight. You guys saw coach's statement. We really don't have anything else at this time. Um, I was on my way here, so hadn't had a chance to even – uh, really get all the facts and information, but as soon as, as soon as we do, then we'll have a follow-up. Uh, have you talked to Coach Huggins yet? Or? I've talked to him briefly, yes, sir. We were told that he was supposed to be here and now told that he was not scheduled to attend. Is that because of the statements that he made? He had a conflict and won't be able to attend tonight. <laughs> yeah, a conflict. <laughs> Red I mean, is so on. awesome. Dude, I love Red Baker. You can see in his face, he's like, yeah, he got a conflict. He can't be here. <laughs> and this was I mean, in that's so Wheeling. <laughs> I mean, why not just say yes? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows the answer is yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I guess it's out of respect for Coach Huggins to some degree, but. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and then and then there's a couple of other things. ESPN has apparently emerged as the leading candidate to be Pat McAfee's new home. Oh, wow, that's huge. And who could have seen that coming with his uh, arrival on college game day? Right. I don't – I like Pat, right? But, I mean, that dude – Congratulations to him. He's going to make a ton of cash. He already had – he's walking away from a $120 million deal. But he drops a lot of bombs. 
I don't know how he, I, and I don't think he can stop. I really don't. Yeah, so how's it going to work with ESPN? I, I have no idea. And he's always talked about he never wants to be censored. So, anyway, all right, let's hit a couple of these texts. We're talking a lot. So he's selling out? So he's selling. To be censored? Selling out. To be censored, Pat. All right, let's hit a couple of these texts real quick. Um, oh, I like this. The 405 writes, not true what you said about weed. If you have a medical card, there's nothing your job can do about it. It's the same as having a prescription for pain meds. Your job has to respect your doctor's orders. I don't know that that's true. I don't true think you're every, right, man. I don't think that's true in every uh, employment situation. Like nurses and doctors and stuff, I, I think if uh, you test positive, they can just say adios. Right, and then there we got this from Gunny. said, well, we got this from an anonymous texter. <laughs> we, yeah, we got this from an anonymous texter. That's why I don't work on the pipeline anymore. It's DOT regulated. They don't like they don't like your left-handed cigarette. So I'm not here to have a holy war about this, Dorn. I'm just saying that my understanding is, you know, in most places they can still pop you for smoking weed or for taking pain meds, even with a doctor's prescription. I, again, that's my understanding. But let's just hypothetically say that you're in a state where weed is legal for sake of this conversation, you can still be at a place that doesn't allow you to smoke weed. Hence, gambling can be legal in your state. You can still have a job that doesn't allow you to gamble. That That's the point I was bringing up more than anything else. Um, God, there's so many good things here that I don't even know where to – I don't even know which way – Jesse writes. This is good from Jesse. And life, by the way, has always worked like that. At the end of the day, if money is involved, there will always be people that want more, no matter how much they get. Some will want money. If they cannot keep this under control, it risks – Ruining college sports. Quick break. Um, got a top five stories today coming up. We're rolling on a Tuesday, and today's a big day. We'll explain why not. I had a, a text back, our buddy, at the 405. I don't know if we've had quite a reaction to anything today, like <laughs> the statement of, oh, no, no, if you have a medical car, they got to respect. The first text back was the best because – it says uh, it basically said that the uh, that's what stoners say. <laughs> but what I was talking about that is true. I've I've heard some yeah, stoners. Say I got that. a medical card. But they gotta respect it. When I said specifically truck drivers and things of that nature, um, that was I didn't expect to set off a holy war, Dorn. But that's where we are. What uh, so? What's the consensus? What did we find out? Well, because I'll, I'll, I'll confess to I don't know. Uh, let's see. Federal government does not recognize marijuana um, is a medical drug. You show up to work, you're loaded. Safety sensitive positions, you can be drug tested and fired. It says it on the back of the license. Uh, Chris from Edwin, CDL truck drivers cannot smoke even with a card because CDL is federal licensed weed. Um, gotcha. Not true with CDL card, with CDL medical card or not. Uh, if your job or state deems you a safety sensitive position, you are exempt from that kind of protection. So I'm sure there is some. Like he said, hey, I omitted from that type of protection would probably instead of being exempt. This guy's like trying to be mad. He's like, don't. I'm a nurse at a hospital. I get tested all the time. Um, I'm just. I'm telling you, your statement where you're like, hey, if so, you have a medical card, so there's nothing nurse, you can do you can. about it. You're incorrect. Um, but I'm just telling you right now, of, of the text messages we've seen, 
They're basically telling you. The experts, yes. Right. The people that go through this are telling you that you might be in in a position to where you can use your medical card and say, I smoke weed because I have glaucoma. Or, or I have anxiety, anxiety or, right? Yeah. These guys cannot. These guys cannot. So appreciate and, the and input. And the overall point was this. You don't have to be a, um, a jerk about it. The overall, but I'm just telling you, you're incorrect. To, to tie it back to sports, the overall point was this. Some things in life are just simply black and white. And there are different occupations out there to where, yes, that would be, uh, that would be acceptable if you have a medical card. But in other jobs, it didn't matter. That right. you have the medical card. It's okay. Well, great. You failed the drug test. And with sports wagering, it's right now black and white. You cannot gamble on college athletics. Right, if quick, you're a college athlete. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, top five. Oh, we got some good stuff in the top five stories of the day today. We got an update on Bob Huggins. Looks like done so done. And uh, I had new top 25 and softball to get into. A lot going on on a Tuesday right here on The Plank Show.